Become our friend on Facebook. Post on our wall your thoughts about our shows and network. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaHealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Natural healing is an evolving field with new discoveries coming forward every day. Join us to find out more about the products and methods that will work for you. Welcome to The Power of Natural Healing with Howard Strauss, a program with honest information and straightforward talk that will help you take control of your health. Now, here's your host, Howard Strauss. Welcome to The Power of Natural Healing. This is Howard Strauss your host, and um, we're brought to you by Gerson Health Media at gersonmedia.com, where we have all kinds of great information uh, about uh, about the Gerson therapy and other therapies that can, uh, that can help you maintain and recover your good health, no matter how far gone it is. It will help recover your health, and you have the power, and... Uh, uh, it's not pharmaceutical, so you don't have to depend on doctors and expensive patented pharmaceuticals uh, that in the long run are very toxic. Uh, you're actually supporting your health when you go uh, with the Gerson therapy. Um, we have on our, uh, uh, on our law, as our guest today, we have a, an incredible source of information. Helka Ferry is a a wonderful, powerful medical journalist uh, who has been writing for Vitality Magazine in Toronto uh, for years. She has um, several anthologies of her uh, of her articles and uh, books of her own. She has formed a um, she has founded a um, uh, a publishing company called Kos K O S Publishing. Uh, in Toronto, and they have uh, they have a tremendous uh, um, library of books about the collusion and corruption of the Canadian uh, health, uh, uh, the Canadian government and its health uh, organs, and uh, and the industries such as Monsanto and Merck and uh, and the destroyers of health. And uh, she's with us today. She was actually supposed to be with us a few weeks ago, but uh, she, uh, but she had a an attack of something or other and uh, lost her voice for a while. Uh, now she's recovered. We welcome you back, Helka Ferry. Thank you, um, uh, Helka. First of all, uh, you have a new book, and I, I would like to talk a little bit about that book and what happened, uh, why it's not available in print version. Um, and uh, could you tell us a little bit about that new book? Yeah, it's called <clears throat> Creative Outrage. And uh, it's based on my idea that to be outraged is uh, a good thing, provided it's uh, cold and determined outrage rather than hot anger, which gets you nowhere. 
And in this book, I discuss a variety of issues that have to do with the medical politics uh, that we all are subjected to today. And uh, it was two years in the making, and it has uh, contributions uh, that I thought were very important by Shiv Chopra, who was the Health Canada scientist who stopped the use of bovine growth hormone first in Canada and then worldwide, and by you, um, Howard Strauss, uh, on the... Uh, the actual biology of cancer when understood the nutrition and toxicity <clears throat> and several other people are in there as well well the book was in the, in the making for about two years and um, when it was printed the person who sent it to the printer chose a different printer unknowingly uh, not realizing that this other printer in Quebec does not follow the standards of the uh, printing industry in Canada <laughs> which uses vegetable inks that are non-toxic and paper products that are not, um, well, soaked in all sorts of very toxic, smelly stuff. And to my absolute shock, when the book arrived, it was overpoweringly, uh, an overpowering stench with each copy of gasoline and certain solvent-based uh, substances. Uh, and this was really a <laughs> bit much because I spent about 10 years working for uh, uh, issues that are connected with multiple chemical sensitivity, having been a victim of that myself through poisoning from pesticides and DDT in particular, and had several family members who also became sick from it, and through doctors trained in the, by the American Academy of Environmental Medicine, we recovered our health. So here's this person who has studied multiple chemical sensitivity with a book <laughs> that's just been published, which will be read by a lot of people who are in that same boat, or at least that's normally what happens to my book, uh, the books that I publish. And uh, it, I myself, when I opened it, ended up with a smashing headache. When I sent it to reviewers, which was directly sent, I hadn't done it myself, by the producer, one got seizures, another one got my, a migraine. <laughs> It was, it was just, oh my God! I mean, it was just unbelievable. And <laughs> one that really got to me was from the Globe and Mail, which is our largest and most prestigious newspaper. And uh, the uh, reviewer, who's who's actually done an excellent job reviewing a book, the autobiography of Abram Hoffa, the famous orthomolecular psychiatrist. Uh, she couldn't read it because she ended up with a massive headache. And uh, it's an unusual event because the printing, uh, uh, you know, community has long since, God, at least 10 years, abandoned these kinds of things. And obviously these kinds of people, this particular printer, uh, cut corners. And he wound up with this stinky book. So um, I had to do a lot of damage control because I don't want my readers to have seizures and migraines and multiple chemical sensitivity attacks. And uh, in the process of trying to figure this out, of course, you lose a lot of traction in the marketing and in timing. And so I thought, what the hell? We're going to have this available for free. So the book is available for free on my website, which is called uh, helkeferry.com, H-E-L-K-E-F, like father, E-R-R-I-E.com. And you can download it and read it, or you can print it and forward it to others. And I figure it will have a much bigger distribution through all the other websites that are also linked into it and through all the other doctors who work in this field so people will perhaps benefit from it even better than if I had sold it.
Well, I'm, I'm certainly going to see if we can uh, put it up on our website. Um, we are so overwhelmed right now, it, it's very difficult, but we will, uh, we, uh, you know, you, we will do our best to put it up there. It will eventually be up there. Creative Outrage, and it'll be up on gersonmedia.com, uh, as soon as we can possibly get to it. Um, uh, Helka, having read this book, by the way, thank you very much. For, it's a great honor to be included in uh, in the book as uh, as as a full chapter on the uh, the origins of cancer. And I saw also that you tucked into the uh, into the book just before it the um, my my editorial uh, book review of uh, of Dr. Nicholas Gonzalez's book, What Went Wrong. And I thank you for yes, that as yes. well. That's very important. Yeah, I put that into, and of course. Uh, Charlotte Gerson wrote one, the preface for the book. Charlotte Gerson wrote the preface. You, you, we have we have an, a tremendously high opinion of you and your knowledge and your uh, and your courage. Um, as as I, I I see by your honoring us that you have of us. So thank you very much for that. Um, this is the appropriate the appropriate love in. <laughs> it's appropriate love in. And, and, you know, I have to tell you that, uh, when, when we've been up in Canada for the, uh, for the health expo, uh, that happens there, uh, in, in November, uh, every year, we have been, we have been just treated with, uh, with great, uh, great hospitality, uh, by you and your colleagues and, uh, and, and we've met some wonderful people having met, uh, uh, Dr. Ch- uh, Dr. Chopra, uh, Dr. Shiv Chopra, uh, up there, um, very impressive people. And I understand that, uh, Nick Gonzalez has also spoken up there as well. And he's spoken twice, yeah. Uh, he's a wonderful man. Um, uh, Helka, uh, something you had in there that, that was very disturbing, uh, in that book was, uh, the, what was your, um, your chapter about Lyme disease. Um, the, the, the thing, the thing about Lyme disease is that it's, in Canada is being, it is being denied. That it doesn't exist. Or, or that it exists so rare because the tests that they use are so outdated they have, uh, many, many, many false negatives. And when you do that, then you're, you're doing nothing but spreading it around, either by, uh, by, by, by human contact, by, uh, insect contact, or by, uh, or, or by transfusion. Yeah. Um, well, the Lyme scandal is international um, because um, we, you have the same problem in the states. Yes, we do. That um, you're you have tools available uh, through Congress and through uh, you know active lobbying and so on that are different from the way our British-based system works. Nonetheless, uh, it is very impressive for a country of uh, 30 million people. We had a petition to get to the government of Ontario, to our province here, which is the largest population and has the most Lyme in the whole, whole country. We had a petition uh, last year to the government to get proper testing, uh, meaning the international tests that actually are reliable, and we don't have those. Well, we sort of are beginning to get them. At the time, we hadn't, didn't have them. And that petition was signed by 3.5 million people in less than six months. Wow. That is a very large petition. To put that in perspective, when uh, Canada got its constitution in the 1980s, which was separate and apart from the British government, which we were still connected with in terms of constitutional law at that time, 
uh, Prime Minister Trudeau brought in a Canadian constitution, it only six got <laughs> needed um, 600,000 signatures from Canadians to support that act. And we had 3.5 million people asking for proper tests, and the bill, the, the um, um, petition was sponsored by, was bipartisan, uh, conservative, uh, which is sort of our Republican, and uh, liberal, which is sort of our dem Democrats. Uh, it was a bipartisan bill sponsored by the MPPs of both parties. And would you believe it? <laughs> the government did nothing. <laughs> uh, that's amazing. They they are acting very much like our government is now acting, which is uh, in in total disregard of any of their their so-called constituents. And it turns out that their real constituents turn out to be the large corporations. Yes, generally that's true. But in the states, you have more than twenty states that have passed uh, laws to protect doctors from prosecution by their medical boards uh, for treating especially chronic Lyme. And when we began our work in 2010 <clears throat> to publish a book, which is now going to be available in the United States in print uh, only, because in Canada the market is not saturated and we are having it available only on a disc. But in the States it's not, and because so much scientific material is in that book that we brought out, Ending Denial, um, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, uh, Helka, we're, I'm gonna have to cut away here just for briefly, uh, for a break. Hold that thought, okay? We'll get back to it right after the break. This is, uh, Howard Strauss, uh, on the power of natural healing with Helka Ferry, uh, Canadian, uh, medical journalist, uh, and, uh, and author and publisher, uh, and, um, and, and we're just gonna be having a short break here. Uh, we're brought to you by Gerson Health Media, where we will be carrying, as soon as we can possibly get to it, we will be carrying Helka's latest book, Creative Outrage, at uh, gersonmedia.com. And uh, we, we hope you hang on with us, uh, and we'll be right back after a very short break. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. This is your host, Howard Strauss, and I want to let you know about the special offers we have just for you on the earthing products. The first includes a bed pad, an earthing mat, the earthing book, and all of the accessories you need. Together, these items sell for more than $300, but you can buy them now for $199. To see this kit and all of the Earthing specials, visit our website at gersonmedia.com slash earthing. Again, that's gersonmedia.com slash earthing. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You are listening to The Power of Natural Healing with your host, Howard Strauss. To be a part of our discussion this week, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to info at gersonmedia.com. And now, back to The Power of Natural Healing. Welcome back to The Power of Natural Healing. This is Howard Strauss, your host. We're talking today with Helka Ferry, a Canadian um, health, health journalist and um, 
a very powerful writer for the uh, for the magazine Vitality, a health magazine in Canada, and an author and um, and a publisher as well, as well as being uh, as a sufferer from uh, multiple chemical sensitivity and Lyme disease and uh, and and uh, electromagnetic sensitivity, and she's had her health problems. She has absolutely had her health problems. A great and good friend, and um, and we admire uh, Helka's uh, encyclopedic knowledge uh, tremendously. Uh, brought to you by Gerson Media um, at gersonmedia.com. Uh, sign in, give us your uh, email address. We'll send out blasts and let you know who's on next and uh, and what we're going to be talking about. All all of these uh, great broadcasts are uh, archived on the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Um, Helka, you were talking about the difference between the United States and Canada, and what's available here and what's available in Canada as far as resources on uh, on Lyme disease. Um, do you remember where we were? Yeah, I was saying that because of the different histories, uh, Canada has a different setup, and uh, even though a petition uh, that was signed by 3.5 million people in just Ontario uh, was tabled in our parliament here, <coughs> it didn't uh, it didn't bring anything except uh, they opened a website for information online, most of which is incorrect. <laughs> nonetheless, uh, the uh, petition, of course, caused a lot of awareness. In the United States, you have more than 20 states now, I have lost count at the moment how many exactly, that have passed laws to protect doctors, infectious disease doctors, who want to treat Lyme, particularly the contested existence of chronic Lyme. And uh, <clears throat> we don't have that particular option because we have Medicare, and Medicare is national, and any changes that occur have to occur for the whole country at the same time, which, of course, is, you know, requires an awful lot of work to get that done. We have a clinic that has opened for the treatment of Lyme, which is funded by the government of British Columbia, by one, by one of our provinces. It's uh, very rudimentary, just started, but it is a, a step in the right direction. You, on the other hand, in the United States, have entire departments in medical schools like Columbia University and Yale and whatnot that are devoted to Lyme disease, particularly chronic Lyme disease, and the vast amount of research that has come out. I mean, it's at least 90,000 uh, research articles now are mostly from the United States and uh, come through these big universities. And therefore, you have this base of really good research on the reality of Lyme. And what's more, you have really good tests that have been developed by, the first one was Igenix in California, which is now licensed or rather permitted in all 50 states in the, in the United States. We don't even have Igenix available. You have two uh, straightforward blood tests that have just been developed and are being, uh, will be deployed in clinics uh, probably within about a year. And that's, of course, the gold standard of medicine if you have an outright straightforward blood test and don't just look for um, you know, signs of Lyme in other ways. Um, so, yeah, there's an awful lot of progress. The United States, as a friend of mine said, the schizophrenic United States, um, you have on the one hand a lot of idiots and tremendous uh, collusion with interests that have nothing to do with patients. And on the other hand, you have this freewheeling research that may very often not necessarily be funded by the industry but are funded by other sources, and then you get help. And if we send our Lyme patients to the States and they get help, Wow. 
Um, but there's 90,000 studies. What are the Canadian, what's the Canadian medical system, uh, think of those 90,000 studies? Or, or, am, am I correct that English is one of the languages of Canada? <laughs> well, uh, the studies that exist, Lyme is an old disease. The earliest, the earliest evidence that we have for Lyme disease is about 50,000 years ago. Wow. The hunter-gatherers of northern Europe, because the ticks that uh, transmit the infection of the Borrelia burgdorferi, as it is called today, uh, go mostly through deer ticks. And anybody who handles deer or is connected with deer or is exposed to deer poop or is goes through landscapes in, on hikes that involve deer will have the opportunity to get infected. The variety that was discovered in the 1970s in the United States in Lyme, Connecticut, which is why it's called Lyme disease, um, is a new modern variety of the oldest one. For example, the, the disease was originally called borreliosis. And uh, the first time ever in the history of penicillin that penicillin was used on a human being, the first time that it was attempted to be used for treatment in a human being was for a child that had uh, rheumatoid arthritis of actually a bacterial origin, which was at that time called borreliosis, and was described in the medical literature for the first time in 1909. It is not a new disease. It is a very old disease and belongs into the group of diseases that are transmitted through contact with animals. Well, how, can, fact, how can the government of Canada deny it? Oh, because the history, there's a history to it, and we unfortunately don't have the time. The CDC, the Centers for Disease Control in the United States, uh, has a long political involvement with Lyme disease because it was used in Lyme, Connecticut, in laboratories uh, after World War II uh, for, uh, there were experiments being done particularly with Lyme because it spread so easily with borreliosis, as it was called. There were uh, experiments done for bio-warfare. This is not a secret. These are all government documents. This has all been published. It's not a conspiracy theory. It's just there, and in my book, you have all the sources for it. It's very well known to the United States government. This, this is absolutely not a conspiracy theory. It's a fact. But because the CDC was trying to protect the um, information from getting out too widely, you know, you had that not too long ago with the syphilis experiments and so on, there is this sort of dragging of feet in getting the information out. In addition to that, of course, and that is the biggest problem, far bigger than the bio-warfare bio background, and that problem is the insurance industry. Now, our insurance industry is basically the state because it's Medicare, and Medicare is teetering on collapse because of the abuse uh, of its use, particularly through prescription drugs that are totally ineffective and toxic. And because of that problem, Everything that has to do with treating more people is handled with extreme caution and basically with very little regard for the survival of uh, the citizens. In the United States, you have an industry, which is the insurance industry, and if you look at Lyme, uh, all you need to do is make the math, do the math. It costs roughly $4,000 a month for someone who is treated with doxycycline. Uh, the insurance industry doesn't like doing that, especially on a long-term basis, because with chronic Lyme, sometimes, depending on the case, it is necessary to treat people with long-term antibiotics. Now, if you know other ways of treating it, uh, they exist. I cannot take antibiotics. I was cured from Lyme by a completely different protocols. 
uh, the fact remains that the insurance industry doesn't want to pay for it. This is not my bright idea. This is published with all the excruciating sources detailed and proof <laughs> in that famous book, Cure Unknown, by Pamela Weintraub, who is a very famous American um, medical science writer and won the highest award for this book that medical science writers in the United States can give. And it's called Cure, uh, Cure Unknown, which is sort of tongue-in-cheek. And she describes the whole thing with the insurance industry. And it is the insurance industry that lobbies to try and keep the lid on the expenses involved with Lyme disease, which is an epidemic and has been declared an epidemic that surpasses AIDS and um, <clears throat> tuberculosis and malaria combined. And that declaration was made by the World Health Organization in 2008. So it's, this is all very, very mainstream stuff. But but when you deny Lyme, doesn't that doesn't that aid its spread? Oh, well, of course it does, and that's we have a big problem because we know that Lyme can trigger multiple sclerosis, ALS, that's Lou Gehrig's disease. Uh, it is transmissible through certainly it's, it's one of the causes of arthritis. It should be a, you know a differential diagnosis for any cases of arthritis. Uh, it can be on the brain when it is on the brain. It will. Uh, appear as if it is meningitis, but it isn't. Uh, <clears throat> and then, of course, it's transmitted through um, through the um, pl- through the placenta. It causes brain damage in the third trimester to babies. Uh, it is transmitted through the, through mother's milk if the mother contracts it while she's nursing a baby. And again, it delays uh, development in children. This is very well documented in mainstream medical research. Uh, PubMed. I mean, you can get this on PubMed, this information. <clears throat> There's nothing secret about it. And in addition, worst of all, it is sexually transmissible, but usually only from men to women. You have no instances of women to men. So it doesn't work like syphilis. It's the other way around. But like syphilis, the cause of Lyme is a spirochete, meaning a corkscrew-shaped bacterium. And it's one of the eight spirochetal diseases that are transmissible between humans. And the most famous and first case reported in the medical literature of sexual transmission of a pure, pure, unadulterated line was George Bush Jr. to his <laughs> wife. And to his great credit, um, George Bush, who got it on his farm in Texas from the Lone Star Tick, which is one of the most famous transmitters of Lyme, but there are many other ticks that can do it too. And he, to his great credit, was so shocked by this experience that he allocated a great deal of money when he was still president at the time and put tremendous pressure on the CDC to alter its information to something approaching reality. And that did work, and it did happen. And much of the research that was then uh, produced at Columbia University in particular uh, came out of that funding provided by George Bush. Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. Uh, Helka, we're coming up on another break here. Um, I, I apologize, uh, but but it appears that we have to give all of our politicians exactly the diseases that we want uh, uh, that we want solved. Otherwise, they will uh, ignore them and uh, allow political pressure and money to uh, to, to to alter their perceptions. Um, and this is Howard Strauss. Uh, you're listening to the power of natural healing on the uh, Voice America uh, Health and Wellness Network. Um, we're talking with Helka Ferry, splendid, as you can tell, splendid uh, Canadian uh, health journalist and uh, publisher and author, and a great friend, 
and uh, about her new book and the uh, sad, sad circumstances that happened to it. But the one, it's a wonderful book. It's an incredible, wonderful book uh, called Creative Outrage, and we'll be carrying it for free for download on our website as soon as we can get to it. Um, we're brought to you by uh, Gerson Health Media at gersonmedia.com, where we invite you to leave us your your um, email address for e-blast bulletins, information, and uh, events that are coming up, and um, and we will uh, we will not use it for anything else. So um, we uh, we appreciate your your listening in, and we will uh, we'll be back right on the other side of the break. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Listen every week for Mental Health with Dr. Sarita Rao. Our program focuses on behavioral health issues like depression, dependence on drugs and alcohol, anger management, stress, and other challenges. From ADHD to bipolar disorder, we'll want to hear from you with questions and experiences to share. That's Mental Health with Dr. Sarita Rao, live every Thursday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Find out more. You don't need to deal with this alone. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You are listening to The Power of Natural Healing with your host, Howard Strauss. To be a part of our discussion this week, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to info at gersonmedia.com. And now, back to The Power of Natural Healing. Welcome back to The Power of Natural Healing. This is Howard Strauss, your host, brought to you by Gerson Health Media at gersonmedia.com, uh, where we invite you to uh, leave, leave us, your, uh, leave us your, your, your email address so we can get you information about events, about uh, new publications, like, for instance, uh, Helka's book, Helka Ferry's book, uh, Creative Outrage, which we will have up there as soon as we can get to it, uh, and uh, for free as a download. And and um, uh, and and you'll find a lot of great information there, uh, testimonials and videos, and uh, uh, Dr. Gerson's publications, translations of things, uh, and also a link to this program as well, uh, so that you can get to the archives of um, uh, of the last uh, year and a half or two of uh, of broadcasts. So we invite you to stop in there and um, uh, and look at the great offerings we have. Uh, we've been talking about uh, we've been talking about uh, the political uh, mess around 
uh, Lyme disease with Helka uh, Ferry, who has uh, who has in fact herself suffered from Lyme disease, and had gotten into the uh, into the politics of it because of the inability of Canadians to get proper treatment in Canada for for this disease. Uh, Helka, what do they do for Canadians when the, when they get? Uh, what do you pre- recommend that Canadians do when they get Lyme disease? Well, we send them to the. Uh, and we are beginning to get a crack in the Canadian Medical Institution because the outgoing president of the Canadian Medical Institution, Dr. Anne Doig, uh, from Alberta University, she um, actually wrote us a letter, a formal letter for distribution purposes, saying that Canadian doctors know nothing about Lyme and must be educated in it. <laughs> and uh, there is a, a move, the University of Alberta, the University of Manitoba, and I forget the third one, I think it was British Columbia, and Six Children's Hospital in Toronto, which is world famous and connected to the University of Toronto, they are actually starting on an education program for infectious disease doctors. Of course, these things go with a glacial pace compared to the sickness of an individual patient. But the fact remains that it has begun to make a crack primarily through researchers, which is exactly what happened in the States. Now, the treatments are available, and you just mentioned that I had Lyme. I had it, my husband had it, two of my grandchildren had it. Um, and uh, one of my children and my daughter-in-law have had it, and each person has required different ways of treating it, and because Gerson is devoted to natural means of treating disease, it is important to know that some of the most effective treatments that are available, especially for chronic Lyme, which is very difficult to treat, are based on natural substances, herbs, minerals, detox, the whole nine yards. And I went through that. I basically used the Klinghardt protocol. Dr. Klinghardt in Seattle is very famous for his protocol for Lyme. And uh, one of the interesting things about it is that if you become sick with Lyme, the, one of the problems that must be addressed simultaneously is exposure to multiple chemical sensitivity, the possibility of multiple chemical sensitivity, and the exposure to electromagnetic fields. So they're, so interrela- they're interrelated then? Yes, and the biopathophysiology, the actual biological pathways by which electromagnetic fields that may exist in your home or in your workplace um, help Lyme spirochetes to, to proliferate, all of that is known. This is not surmise. This is actually known how it works. And, uh, for example, in the Klinghardt Protocol and in the American Academy of Environmental Medicine protocols that those doctors use, um, one of the things you must do is get your house free from electromagnetic field interference, and at night it is absolutely required to turn off the main breaker of your house so that when you sleep, there's no way you're going to get hit. Wow. And this is, this is part of the treatment protocols that is all published. It's, by the way, it's in the book that I uh, published, Ending Denial, which is now going to be available mostly in the States. And uh, multiple chemical sensitivity is extremely important here. The symptoms of multiple chemical sensitivity, such as brain fag and, and, and fatigue and joint pain and runny nose and allergic symptoms and food sensitivities and all those things, are also the symptoms of Lyme. Wow. And one of the things that was discovered by researchers who work with Lyme disease is that people who were being uh, treated by the known protocols for you know, multiple chemical sensitivity that they may have developed through persistent exposure to pesticides, just one example. Um, those people 
didn't actually respond. And when they tested them for Lyme, they found they had Lyme. So what you have is an immune dysregulation that can have only so many ways of expressing itself. There's a limit, by, limit in a biological organism of how it can express that its immune system isn't able to cope. And therefore, the signs that we see in a person who has multiple chemical sensitivity are not surprisingly the same as someone who's been infected by a Lyme spirochete, which has the ability to attack all systems in the body. And therefore, it is very important when you do a differential diagnosis when someone comes with arthritis or when someone comes with severe allergies to certain foods to make sure that it isn't Lyme because then you know how to treat it. And if it isn't Lyme, then, of course, there are protocols that are very successful, uh, such as the protocols by the American Academy for Environmental Medicine, uh, to treat it if it is not Lyme. But it is important as a differential diagnosis. If you think you've got or have actually been diagnosed with Lou Gehrig's disease, or if you think you have multiple sclerosis, let's look at that first. It could be Lyme, because we know that Lyme can cause these diseases, depending on the bodily system it attacks. Wow. Um, One example is very famous, Dr. David Martz, who was the president of ILADS, the International Lyme and Associated Diseases Society, which is an international society that treats Lyme correctly, properly, and with many protocols, including the uh, ones that don't use drugs. And David Martz was an oncologist, and he developed ALS, Lou Gehrig's disease. He was in a wheelchair, and his bucket list included a trip to uh, to Kenya to see the you know great wilderness of Africa, and they made the arrangements for him to go wheelchair and all because he knew he wasn't going to live much longer. But it was necessary to treat to give him prophylactic uh, treatment for malaria because that's what the what the agency that made the arrangements for these for these trips required. And certain malaria drugs will inhibit Lyme symptoms. They will not cure it, but they will inhibit them and be helpful. And all of a sudden, he felt better. And that didn't make sense. If you have Lou Gehrig's disease, uh, you're not supposed to feel better when you're treated for malaria, as it were. Right. And then he started his research, and eventually he became an infectious disease specialist and runs a big clinic in Colorado for chronic Lyme, out of the wheelchair, completely cured. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, that's uh. the former president of Eyelights. There are many stories like that. There's a famous movie, a documentary, that won every possible award, uh, describes all of this, and it's called Under Our Skin. You can now get it for free on, on the Internet. Under Our Skin. Yeah. And the people who are shown in there, in wheelchairs and all the rest of it, have since all been cured. And the new version of this movie, which is on the Internet, describes that. And one of them is Dr. David Martz. You see him in there. Wow. In and then later you see him completely cured. So this is important to understand that the immune system only has so many ways of showing that it is in distress. And we cannot use a label like, ah, this is multiple sclerosis, and ah, this is uh, MCS, and this is whatever. You've got to look what the causes of the thing. It could be anything from mercury amalgam in your teeth to a Lyme spirochete to the DDT that you inhaled on a visit to India. But of course, they you know this these are all uh, these are all products uh, products and uh, uh, and and uh, diseases that are uh, that 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 are connected with huge um, financial uh, financial incentives, huge financial uh, entities. 
Uh, and so, therefore, they're all, uh, they all have huge uh, political force behind them. Absolutely. But in the long run, uh, the insurance industry, which is trying to protect itself from huge costs in, that they would incur if we were to treat chronic Lyme, for example, long-term properly, the costs are going to be far greater because at one, you know, when you have a diagnosis like, multi, like uh, multiple sclerosis, that is a very expensive disease to deal with, no matter who the insurer is. And so it goes. You're going to bankrupt the system by not paying attention, but you're going to save an awful lot of lives and huge amounts of money by paying attention. Well, of course, uh, that that's not, that that makes a that makes a lot of sense. But uh, but unfortunately, making a lot of sense is not one of the parameters that goes into these decisions uh, by governments about healthcare and about uh, uh, and about costs. Well, <laughs> I I I'll just leave you <laughs> with the thought to ponder. The ancient Greeks, among their various gods, had a goddess called Anananka, which means necessity. And everything in life and everything in the universe, according to the ancient Greeks, comes up against Ananka. And when she says, enough, it's over. That's <laughs> all. And Ananka is my personal uh, goddess. Well, I, I think, uh, you, you know, you might, you, might even, you might even rename your publishing company Kos-Ananka. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I mean, I think that's just marvelous. Um, Helka, we're coming up, uh, we're actually coming up on another break. The time has just flown by. Uh, your information is fantastic. And so, um, as we prepare to go into this break, I would like you to th just think about what, uh, what we can talk about in the last 10 minutes, uh, to, so that we can leave people with something that they can use, something they can really do for themselves, and something that they can use to recover their health and recover their well-being. Um, from these various different things that you have suffered so badly from, um, and um, and and uh, so if you would keep that in mind during the break. Um, yeah. This is Howard Strauss. Uh, Where you're listening to the power of natural healing, we're on with Helka Ferry, spectacular, encyclopedically knowledgeable um, Canadian health journalist and uh, author and publisher. Uh, and her website is Helka Ferry, H-E-L-K-E-F-E-R-R-I-E.com. And you can get her new book for free for a download off of HelkaFerry.com. The new book is Creative Outrage, and I highly recommend it. It's, uh, it's, it's, uh, well, you've, you've heard what Helka can sound like, uh, when she talks about something she's passionate about. Her book is just chock-a-block with this kind of great information, all referenced in detail, all uh, all thoroughly researched. And, uh, and of course, add to that the spice of, uh, of, of Helka having been uh, having been the victim of several of these uh, several of these terrible uh, modern day diseases that uh, um, that that uh, that we all suffer from one way or another. Uh, this is the Power of Natural Healing. I'm Howard Strauss. We'll be back right on the other side of the break with a short segment uh, to finish off the program. Uh, please stay with us. You're on with Howard Strauss and Helka Ferry. Stay with us, please. Your life, your health, 
your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. How is your health? Do you want to know more about it? Every day there are new technologies, procedures, and healing techniques coming forward. To understand them, tune in to Speaking of Health with Dr. Michael Cudlis. Our guests come from different backgrounds in the fields of health and healing. We'll discuss new realities and modalities, from chiropractic to metagenics. It's all designed to improve your quality of life. Speaking of Health is heard live every Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to The Power of Natural Healing with your host, Howard Strauss. To be a part of our discussion this week, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to info at gersonmedia.com. And now, back to The Power of Natural Healing. Welcome back to the Power of Natural Healing. This is Howard Strauss, your host. We're brought to you by Gerson Health Media at gersonmedia.com, gersonmedia.com, where you can find out all kinds of great information about how to restore and maintain your, your good health, uh, including, uh, including Hel Caferi's new book, um, Creative Outrage, which we'll get up there as soon as we can. And, um, and, uh, and other great books, uh, books by Charlotte Gerson, um, uh, even my book, Howard Strauss, uh, the biography of Dr. Gerson, uh, called Dr. Max Gerson Healing the Hopeless. Uh, we hope you'll look in and leave us your email address and, uh, listen in regularly. Um, Helka, we have, uh, basically just a few minutes left, uh, uh, before the end of the program. And um, and I would like to turn it over for you to you and uh, and ask if you have any last thoughts you'd like to leave our uh, our listeners with. Well, yeah, um, as I mentioned earlier, whether you're dealing with multiple chemical sensitivity or Lyme disease, or for that matter, cancer uh, <clears throat> and any kind of chronic disease, what you're dealing with is the inability of the body to deal with an insupportable toxic environment that is of our own making. And the immune system cannot be argued with, neither can cell repair and any of the important things that go on in living organisms. And they require clean food, clean air, clean environments uh, that are not toxic to their, to their activities. So it is not surprising that the best results are achieved by those doctors who know their basic anatomy and physiology and biochemistry and pharmacology and all the rest of it, but who dialogue with the body and dialogue with nature the way it is intended to be treated. If you abuse nature with mercury and malcolm and, uh, uh, you know, biochemical, bio, uh, genetically engineered foods and all the rest of it, then you're going to get many responses depending on the person, and it will range from any kind of infectious disease to, to chronic breakdown of, uh, you know, the cardiovascular system and cell repair and what have you. What is needed is for patients to understand that they should demand the kind of um, treatments and the kind of diagnostic investigations that are a dialogue with nature, not 
with the <laughs> drug companies or the insurance industry. And I, I'm now working on a new book, which has a tentative title uh, <clears throat> of um, uh, Respectful Non-Compliance, uh, but I'll probably come up with something else, but it is on non-compliance. Don't just do what your doctor says. Don't believe the bullshit. Don't listen to television and advertisements, but ask questions as to, hey, you know, I want to know how to cure my condition, and I'm not going to do it by suppressing symptoms through an antidepressant or a cholesterol-lowering drug, etc. I, I want to deal with this properly. I'm not taking a poisonous drug in order to treat my poison-caused cancer. This is, this is absurd. <laughs> <laughs> it is absolutely absurd, isn't it? Isn't it? Hasn't it been studied? Uh, uh, somebody, uh, somebody is quoted somewhere as saying that the the patients that do the best are the ones who are the most difficult and uh, and least cooperative with their doctors. I'm I wouldn't be surprised. I yes. don't don't know who it's said that. Cooperation. It's a matter of thinking for yourself. And creative outreach has an introduction as well as ends with a chapter called What the Heck Do I Do With All This Information, it ultimately comes down to the patient thinking for themselves. Uh, you know, like in the days of Voltaire of uh, France in the 18th century, things have got to start thinking for ourselves. We cannot just be spoon-fed uh, by an absolutist monarch and the church and whatever else it was. And we have to start thinking for ourselves. After all, when you're sick, it is you who are sick. And nobody else can take that burden on for you. Therefore, you also have to take on the responsibility to uh, discuss what is best for you and not just follow the pill that is handed to you. This is crazy. Well, I, I suppose that has the roots in laziness rather than uh, laziness and, and laziness to not, not learn about all of the complicated information that they have to learn to uh, to. to uh, to get themselves well. And doctors like to say, well, it's complicated, but, but in fact, you and I know perfectly well that it is far, far simpler than doctors would like to make it out to be. And well, they, they build their huge incomes on the fact that, they, that we think it's complicated. Well, Einstein said, if you can't, he's used to tell his students in, in physics, uh, if you can't explain whatever it is you're doing to your grandmother, and you haven't understood it yourself. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is basically what you need to do with doctors. You know, when a doctor prescribes something, why are you giving me this? Have you used it yourself? Would you give it to your own family? Would you take it? And where did you get the information? From a drug rep or did you read uh, some reputable journals that discuss this drug? And usually the doctor just says, huh? Yeah, right. I, mean, I've had <laughs> I have had these conversations. So I have had many, many, many rows with many, many doctors, and I was just extremely lucky that when I got seriously ill, I got into the hands of a doctor who was trained by the American Academy and who was fully familiar with the Gerson routines and with the uh, Abraham Hoffer routines and so on and so forth, or I would have gone by the wayside. But yeah, the responsibility is ultimately with the patient. It's like the two-year-old that grows up in a family. When they start going into the terrible twos, they start saying no. To everything. And that is the beginning of personality and the beginning of a correctly uh, forming ego. You have to be able to say no. It is the, simply the most important word for survival. 
In this case, in this case, uh, I have to say it's absolutely true. If if you go to a doctor and you believe everything that uh, that he says, and you take all the concoctions that he gives you, uh, you are you are asking for a fall. <laughs> yep. And so that's why that's why I, that's why I have avoided medical insurance for the last fifty years. Uh, I have not had medical insurance. I do not have medical insurance. I am uh, 70 years old. I'm in the best health of my life, not the worst, which is something precious few Americans can say. Uh, and and it's due to the fact that I don't go to doctors. Yeah, yeah, uh, I agree. You see, in our system, uh, we don't use the system. Sometimes, if I have a blood test or something, but that's you know that happens maybe once in 10 years. Uh, I had a number of tests for Lyme. That's about it. Because anything that's covered under our medical system is useless, is drug-oriented, and anything that isn't covered, you have to pay for yourself. And that's pretty much uh, that's pretty much the case in the United States as well. Except uh, except we have to actually uh, we, we we overtly rather than covertly pay uh, for the insurance. You pay th- yeah, we, we, you pay for it through taxes. We pay for it through uh, insurance premiums. Uh, yeah. I, we have thus far been able to avoid that. Um, but with Obamacare, it apparently is uh, is not going to be the case anymore. Yeah, you you will have to start another revolution, and you have a good history. I'm doing I, my best to do that. <laughs> I have faith. <laughs> well, we've been we've been having a fascinating conversation with uh, with Helka Ferry, Canadian health journalist, author, and uh, publisher. Uh, in Toronto, her website Helke Ferry F E R R I it's at H E L K E F E R R I E dot com. Uh, you can find her new book Creative Outrage there just for the downloading. Uh, it does not uh, it, it does not cost anything to download. Uh, it's a marvelous book has chock a block with great information, actionable information that you can use to not only change the state of your own health and change the state of your uh, your understanding of your of your health, but also to help your community, your family, your children, your parents, everyone around you. So I highly recommend this book. Uh, it's it's uh, in a lot of places it's pretty depressing because of the corruption uh, that that she exposes, but 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 you need to know this information in order to make things better. So this is Howard Strauss. You've been listening to The Power of Natural Healing, um, brought to you by Gerson Health Media at gersonmedia.com. And we invite you to uh, to visit us, um, to listen in every Monday morning, uh, wherever you are in the world. It's, uh, <laughs> uh, it's 11 o'clock uh, Pacific Time, 2 o'clock Eastern Time, uh, a.m. and p.m., and um, uh, and uh, then look in on the archives for the past couple of years of broadcast. We have some marvelous guests to listen to, including Helka Ferry. So, Helka, thank you so much for being with us. And uh, everybody else, thank you for joining us. And we hope to uh, hope to entertain you again next week with real information and real health. We hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of The Power of Natural Healing with Howard Strauss. Please join us again next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Until that time, have a healthy, happy week.
Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.